good afternoon good afternoon and if you are watching from a time zone where it is morning hours good morning to you i am excited and happy that we can be together today so we can hear what god has to say to you and i praise the lord um, before we can start um, on the message that the father has given to us today i would like to pray okay so wherever you are i want you to join me in a prayer and let's just say some prayers and then we'll get straight into the word father in the mighty name of jesus we come before you this beautiful afternoon we give you praise and we give you honor we give you glory god the creator of heaven and creator of the earth we exalt your name and we adore you father for there is no one who can be likened unto you we appreciate you god who is the alpha and omega the beginning and the end we thank you father that knowledge wisdom and understanding are in you we thank you that you are the god of grace the god of mercy the god of love the god of patience the god of peace we give you praise this day for lord you are the god who is able to bless you are able to heal you are able to restore and you are able to do what man fails to do this morning oh father this afternoon lord i pray that sons and daughters are tuning in so they can listen to what you have to say oh lord and i pray that god as they listen as they hear the word of god may they be oh father the right people to learn this message i pray that may they not only be hearers of the word according to the book of james but they may they also be doers in jesus name empower them and give them everything they need oh lord to make it in the remaining three months of the year 2021 lord whatever has not yet happened i pray that by your grace let it come to pass in the mighty name of jesus christ if they are dealing with health issues i pray that god you're a healer therefore i speak healing in jesus mighty name those who are oppressed in their workplaces their businesses their families with their neighbors oh god i pray that may they be set free now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I come against any force, any power that can try to hinder them from hearing the word. That I rebuke them in Jesus' name. I pray that God give them Jehovah the Spirit to be attentive to each and every word that shall be spoken. I lift your name. I praise you. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So once more, you're welcome. And um, let me kindly ask you that um, if you're tuning in live now, please share this with others. So if you may, share this with other people and um, let them know, your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, your colleagues, let them know that the pastor is live and he's got a word for you. Hallelujah. And also, before I open, I shared um, on the message to say, prepare and have a non-alcoholic beverage just a little bit that you can sip on as well as a piece of bread or a biscuit the reason being um we'll be partaking in the holy communion together right at the end of this message okay so if you have been following me from the beginning of the year what i was told by the spirit is to say we need to fast four times which are the four quarters of the year and so we fasted from the 1st of October to the 7th of October for seven days. And hence the reason why we are going to be partaking in the Holy Communion today. Okay, so let's get straight into the message. The title of my message today is Walking Through the Fog. 
walking through the fog. That's F-O-G, fog. Hallelujah. Now, you may appreciate that this message is coming right after last Sunday's teaching where I was talking about it's my time. It's your time. Hallelujah. So what the Spirit of God is communicating today is to say after we have identified that it's our time, after we have realized that it's our time, after we have made declaration that it's our time, today is now a moment, it is now a season, it is now a period where we understand what it means to walk through the fog. Hallelujah. That in your time, there are fogs. In your time, there are hindrances. In your time, there are barriers. In your time, there are mountains. In your time, there are challenges. In your time, there are hardships. In your time, there are all sorts of challenges who are going to rise to come and challenge you. So today we want to learn how do you walk when the challenges are around you, when the challenges are approaching you? How do you walk when you have got a mountain in front of you? How do you walk when something or someone is trying to hold you back? How do you walk when everything around you seems impossible? How do you walk when there is negativity all around you? How do you walk when you have got the spirit of fear oppressing you? That's the message today, walking through the fog. Now, a fog is a thick cloud at ground level. I, I do appreciate that all of us have looked at clouds before, a cloudy day. And when you are looking at a cloudy day, when the clouds are so thick, you cannot see the sun. When the clouds are so thick, you cannot see the blue skies. And a fog is that cloud that you are looking at is now on the level of the ground. Now, which means you cannot see. A fog is so thick that, yes, your eyes are opened, but you can't see in front of you. Yes, your eyes are seeing, they are looking, but you cannot see what is ahead of you. So we want to understand in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual matters, how do you walk through such circumstances where you cannot see where you are going? You have got a vision, yes, but you can't seem to see anything. You have got plans, yes, but you can't seem to see anything. You have got goals, yes, but you can't seem to see anything. You have got uh, your qualifications, but you can't seem to see anything. You have got employment, yes, but you can't seem to see anything. Yes, you're in a relationship, you are married, but you can't seem to see anything. Yes, you are running a business, but you can't seem to see anything. Yes, you have got children, but you can't see a future for them. Hallelujah. So that's the message. How do you walk through that situation how do you walk through such a time praise the lord and a mist is a formation of vapor in the air now the reason why i'm bringing the word a mist is just to make you understand that you should not confuse a fog and a mist hallelujah they are similar now most people confuse the two a fog like i said is a thick cloud Praise God, that's right on the ground level. Whereas a mist is just a formation of vapor. An example is when you are cooking, right? If you are boiling water, right? And you close the lid of the pot. The moment you remove the lid on the pot, you see the vapor that goes up. Praise God, that's a mist. It's there, but you can still see, you can still see through it. Whereas a fog is so thick that it's difficult to see through it. I needed you to understand that. Listen to this important statement. Before you accuse anyone, start to cry, complain, speak negative words, 
and lose hope. First, wash your eyes properly and look ahead. It's possible that all you need is an obstructed vision to make it through the storm. This is an important statement. Allow me to repeat it slowly so you can understand what I am saying. Before you accuse anyone, start to cry, complain, speak negative words, and lose hope. First, wash your eyes properly and look ahead. It's possible that all you need is unobstructed vision to make it through the storm. Now, this is a revelation that I got from God, from hallelujah, from God, to say that most of the time we complain, we cry, we say so many negative words because something is blocking our vision. And what the Spirit was communicating to me is to say, if you can take a moment, if I can take a moment to first wash my eyes properly, to first clean my eyes properly, then will I be able to see what is in front of me. So when we are crying sometimes, it is not to say that God has not blessed us. It is not to say that we are incapable. But the problem is that our vision has been obstructed. The problem is that our vision is hindered. There is something that is stopping us from seeing afar. And the nature of a human being is to want to see what's ahead. To want to know what is going to happen next. And any moment, any time when we are unable to see in front of us, any moment when we are unable to detect what is going to happen next, we begin to break down. We begin to cry. We begin to complain. Why? Because God created a man with the ability to see ahead, with the ability to know ahead, with the ability to think afar. Praise God. And when you are unable to do that, you start to cry. But the revelation is you first need to wipe your eyes. Wash your eyes properly. Be in a sync with your spirit. Search for the presence of God. Pray. Tell God that, Father, I can no longer see what my future is about. Help me. I no longer can see if I'm going to make it in this place of employment. Help me. I cannot see the benefit of this relationship. Help me. I cannot see the fruits of my labor. I am working hard every day, but I cannot seem to enjoy that hard work. Help me. That's what you need. Praise God. Now listen to this important statement. My, my. In the middle of a thick fog, your vision is completely impaired. And if no knowledge and all understanding are applied, then you can begin to complain, shout, then cry. My. Listen to this revelation carefully. Praise God. I'll say it again slowly. In the middle of a thick fog, your vision is impaired. And if no knowledge and all understanding are applied, then you can begin to complain, shout, then cry. So what I'm saying is when you are in the middle of a fog, when you are walking through this fog, when you are walking through this dark patch, when you are walking through this difficult period, when you are walking through this lonely phase of your life, when you are walking through this phase where sickness has attacked your body, when you are walking through this phase where it, it does not make sense anymore, when you are walking through this phase of depression, when you are walking this phase where everything seems not to work out, the more you try is the more you are failing. 
What I am saying is you need to take a moment. Praise God, because you are just in the thick of things. You are just in the middle of the fog. Hallelujah. You need to take a moment and think carefully that what is happening. You need to take a moment and consult with your spirit, the inner man. Pray and say, Lord, I am trying to walk, but it seems to be dark. How can I make it? Walking through the fog. Acts chapter 9, verse 18. Acts chapter 9, verse 18. Now, this is not the main portion of scripture that we are reading, but this one, I need you to see something. Acts chapter 9, verse 18. I'll read the New Living Translation. The Bible reads, Instantly, something like scales fell from the eyes of Saul, and he regained sight. Then he got up and was baptized. Let me repeat it again. Acts chapter 9, verse 18. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. Now, the word of God is saying something like. It was not scales that were in the eyes of Saul. Praise God. It was not an actual obstruction that was in the eyes of Saul. But the Bible says it was like scales. What fell from his eyes was compared to scales. If you have ever prepared a fish, hallelujah, you note that a fish has scales on it. So the word of God is saying, when Saul opened his eyes, there is something that fell from his eyes, which was like a scale. It was blocking his vision. And that's the reason why he could not see. So when I am saying that you should wash your eyes, when I am saying that you should wipe your eyes, I am saying that there are obstructions which are on your eyes. Now, I want you to be sensitive. Hallelujah. I am not only speaking about your physical eyes, I am talking about your vision. I am talking about your goals. I am talking about your plans. I am talking about your spirit. That the reason you cannot see how your future is going to pan out, the reason you cannot see yourself succeeding in life, the reason you cannot see yourself growing financially, the reason you cannot see yourself you know, uh, doing bigger things or great things, the reason you cannot see your plans materializing is because there are scales that are blocking your spirit. If you can get rid of those, if you can remove those hindrances, if you can be free of those obstacles, then you are going to see ahead. Hallelujah. It is difficult to make it if you cannot see. It is difficult to make it if you cannot see. Hallelujah. Listen, it, it, it is difficult for most people when at the center of a fog to believe that there is a way through and that such a thing as a hope exists. What I'm saying is when you are right in the middle of a fog, when you are right in the middle of a challenge, when you are right in the middle of a difficult situation, when nothing makes sense anymore, when you cannot see yourself getting healed, when you cannot see yourself living a life without medication, when you cannot see yourself living a life without depending on handouts, it is difficult to see ahead. Hallelujah. But in that moment, if you can take time and seek the face of God, if you can take time and trust Jehovah, then you are going to walk through that fog. You are going to walk through that storm. You are going to walk out of that valley. You are going to overcome that challenge. You are going to climb above that mountain. Why? Because God is on your side. Remember, it's your time. Hallelujah. I do not want you to be ignorant that even though it is your time, I want you to 
to understand that the challenges are going to come your way. Even though it is your time, I want you to understand that people are not going to stop to gossip about you. Even though it is your time, I want you to understand that the devil does not stop. Praise God. He is working day and night. He is looking for ways to, di to, to, to distract you. He is looking ways to, of ways to cause you to stop and stumble. Praise God. So that's why you have to pay attention and understand that in the middle of that situation, you still need to be moving. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. Let me just read it quickly. Write it somewhere. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the reason I'm reading the scripture is I made a statement to say that when you are in the middle of the fog, when you are walking through the fog, when you are walking through the, the, the challenge, it appears like there is no hope. But in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, Apostle Paul is saying that Jesus Christ who is inside of you is the hope of all glory. Hallelujah. So your hope and it seem like it is lost. But as long as you have Jesus, your hope is alive. My, my. The hope for your future can seem like it is lost. But as long as you have Jesus Christ with you, then the hope is still alive. Praise God. You have to keep holding, you have to keep a hold on Jesus in order for your hope to remain alive. You have to remain in Jesus Christ in order for your hope to remain intact. Psalms chapter 23, verse number 4. Psalms chapter 23, verse number 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your road and your staff protect and comfort me. Praise God. Even when I'm walking through a thick fog, even when I'm walking through an embarrassing time of my life, even when I'm walking through the worst phase of my childhood, of my adulthood, of my academics, of my employment, of my business, of my relationship, even though I'm walking through the most difficult time, the most embarrassing time where everyone is pointing fingers, where everyone is talking about me, even when I'm walking through the most embarrassing time where all I seem to do is ask for help, where, I see, where all I seem to do is beg others up. The Bible is saying that you can still walk it. You can still make it. You can still go through it. Why? Because it's your time and God is on your side. Praise the Lord. Walking through the fog. Walking through the fog. If you concede to a challenge, you cannot see the future. If you concede to a problem, you cannot see the future. If you concede to um, um, misfortune, you cannot see the future. If you concede to failure, you cannot see the future. If you concede to gossip, you cannot see the future. If you concede to um, always being negative, you cannot see the future. If you concede to anything that is ungodly, anything that is not of God, then you cannot be in sync with your spirit. If you concede, my, you have to be careful what you give into. You have to be careful what you give up to. You have to be careful what you hand over your issues to. You have to be careful whom you 
trust your life with. You have to be careful whom you confide in. Hallelujah. Because it can cause you to remain in that situation. Hallelujah. Listen, we create quicksand ourselves. My, I don't know if you understood that point. I am saying we create quicksand ourselves. Now, quicksand is a type of sand, a platform where the more you try to move is the more you sink. So the more you are working hard is the more you are moving backward. The more you are working hard is the more you are failing. The more you are working hard is the more you are becoming poor. The more you are working hard is the more negativity is coming. The more you are working hard is the more sick you are getting. Why? Because of the environment that you are entertaining. So I want you to be careful. What are you entertaining in your life? What are you allowing to remain in your life? What are you allowing to remain in your circle? What are you allowing to remain in your spiritual life? What are you allowing to remain in your relationships? What are you allowing to remain in your mind, in your spirit? Hallelujah. What are you entertaining? Walking through the fog. Here's the stuff. Mark chapter 5. Let's go to Mark chapter 5 so that we can um, finish and then we can do the Holy Communion. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, go to verse 25, we'll read verses 25 to 34. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34. Let me read. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she, heard, uh, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Verse 29. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of this terrible condition. Verse 30, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around to the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? Verse 31, his disciples said to him, Look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? Verse 32, but he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to the knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Verse 34. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and your suffering is over. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. I praise you for this word is life. This word activates. This word starts. This word begins. This word changes. This word empowers. Receive the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The book of Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. We are learning of a story about a woman who had an issue of blood. Now for women, for women, this is a similar story. You can relate to this more than a man like me. For a woman, you can relate better to this story because you go through similar times. 
And for you, you are fortunate because your bleeding days can be three days, some two days, some four days, some five days, maybe some seven days. Hallelujah. But the point is, after a set period, the bleeding stops and everything goes back to normal. The pain goes away. Hallelujah. The shame where you are feeling like you are dirty goes away. But imagine a woman who was in that condition for 12 years. A woman who was on her period for 12 years consistently. A woman who was feeling dirty for 12 years. A woman who was, who was feeling unclean for 12 years. A woman who was feeling the pain for 12 years. A woman who was losing her blood for 12 years. Hallelujah. We are not talking about in different months like you go through as a woman. No, we are talking about each day. Hallelujah. Continuously bleeding for 12 years. And the Bible says that the more she tried to solve the situation is the more the situation was getting worse. The more she tried to get out of the fog, the more she tried to step out of the fog was the more it was getting intense. The more she tried to get rid of the situation is the more it was becoming intense. The more she tried to seek medical doctors is the more the pain was intensifying. The more she tried to seek the servants of God is the more the situation was getting worse. The more she tried to go to prayer groups, the more she tried to consult with other women, the more she tried to consult with the prophets. The more she tried to study the word is the way it is it, the situation was getting worse. Hallelujah. So she tried all she could. She spent the money. She did all she could. She followed all the advice that was given to her. And according to the word of God, the Bible is saying that the situation, the condition grew worse. She could not walk out of this fog. She tried to look for a passage, a way out, and she could not find the way out. She tried to imagine, she tried to think, she tried to plan, but it could not work. She did all the research that she could, and it could not help her. She spoke to the best doctors in town. She spoke to the best physicians in town, and the situation was getting worse. The more she was consulting is the more the situation was getting severe. I can imagine if she went to a doctor today, the moment she came back, the pain was worse. If tomorrow she went and spoke to some friends, when she came back, the bleeding was more. Hallelujah. So it was getting worse according to the word of God. But the Bible says when she made one decision, Hallelujah. When she made one decision to go where Jesus was, when she made one decision to walk in the fog, when she made one decision to walk in her embarrassment, when she made one decision to walk in her shame toward where the master was, with one thing to do, to touch Jesus, the Bible says on that moment, everything was restored. What is the revelation? In your fog, you must learn to walk. If you cannot walk in your fog, you are going to remain in your fog. If you cannot walk in your fog, you are going to... Oh my I am saying the more you remain dormant in the fog, you cannot see the way out. Hallelujah. I am saying the more you remain seated in your fog, you cannot make it. If you're going to remain complaining in your fog, you cannot make it. If you're going to remain negative in your fog, you cannot make it. If you're going to remain negative in your fog, you cannot see success. 
Hallelujah. It takes those who have decided to say, I am going to seek Jesus. I am going to go after Jesus. I am going to go for Jesus. Those are the ones who are going to make it out of the fog, walking through the fog. Now, this woman's fog was the condition of 12 years of periods, 12 years of bleeding. Now, my question is, what is your fog today? Maybe your fog is a childbearing. Maybe your fog is a relationship. Maybe your fog is a marriage. Maybe your fog is your employment. Maybe your fog are your children. Maybe your fog are your siblings, your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your aunts, uncles. Hallelujah. Maybe your fog are your neighbors. Maybe your fog are your friends. Or maybe your fog is your best friend. Maybe your fog is that one person who you are doing business with. Maybe your fog is your business itself. Maybe your fog is your academics. Hallelujah. So I don't know as I'm sitting here what your fog is, but I understand what my fog is. So I know what I need to do. I know that I need to walk and not um, um, sit or be complacent. I know that I should not just sit and entertain uh, uh, the fog that I'm in, but I need to walk toward Jesus. I need to make a decision today not to walk toward Pastor Tadala, not to walk toward Tadala, not to walk toward any other person, but walk toward Jesus. Because if you walk toward me, you might find me in my fog and I might have no time for you. If you walk toward your best friend, they are also in their fog and they may not be able to help you. If you walk toward your neighbor, your neighbor is also in their own fog and they might not have the answers. If you walk toward your boss, they might be also in their own fog and may not have any solution for you. But when you walk toward Jesus, when you walk toward the master, when you walk toward the the Messiah, he is able to resolve the situation. He is able to revive the dead situation. He is able to change the negative circumstance. He is able to bring authority over your life. He is able to cause healing to be full and complete within your body. Hallelujah. Walking through the fog. Walking through the fog. Are you with me? Today, I want to challenge you. My challenge is very simple. And the challenge is walk toward Jesus. Did you hear me? My challenge to you is very simple. Walk toward Jesus. As I am speaking to you, I am hoping that your spirit is getting revived, that you are getting provoked in your spirit to walk toward Jesus. That you are making a decision right now. You are making up your mind right now that I have heard you, pastor. I am going to walk toward Jesus. I have heard you, pastor. I am going to walk toward Jesus. That is the fog I am in. The solution is Jesus Christ. If I can walk toward him, if I can walk through this, then I am going to reach the end and I am going to celebrate. Walking through the fog. Praise the Lord. Walking through the fog. Let me appeal to you. Hallelujah. If you look at the past three to four messages that I have been teaching, if you are paying attention, you will see that they are interlinked. And what I would like to advise you is find the time, go back, watch those messages, listen to those messages, study those messages, and connect the dots. You will see that God is taking us somewhere.
you will realize that God is building something. Hallelujah. And you cannot build anything without the pieces that are part of that project. Hallelujah. What am I saying? Last week's message is a part of what God is building. The message before last week is a part of what God is building. Today's message is a part of what the Father is building. And when you take all these pieces and you put them together, you are going to see what God is trying to build over your life. That's why I'm saying walk towards Jesus. Walk to Jesus. Touch Jesus. Hallelujah. Get to a point where the Father can say, someone has touched me. Someone has caught my attention. It can be in your prayer, catch the attention of Jesus. It can be in the way you read and you meditate on the word of God, touch the attention of Jesus. It can be in the way you speak, the way you behave, touch the attention of Jesus. It can be in your character, in your personality, in the way you are doing things, touch the attention of Jesus. Touch the attention of Jesus walking through the storm, walking through the fog, walking through the challenge, walking through the problem, walking through the negativity, walking through the pain, walking through the obstacle, walking through the negativity, walking through the jealousy, walking through the envy, walking through the backbiting, walking through the failure. Walking through the inferior complex, walking through the depression, hallelujah. You are walking through the fog toward Jesus. My, that's how you complete it. Walking through the fog toward Jesus. Walking through the fog toward Jesus. My. Mm, Holy Communion, all right? So um, I want us to partake the Holy Communion. So... This is the end of the message, walking through the fog. But before I can close with a word of prayer, as I said in the beginning, I want to lead you in partaking of the Holy Communion. All right? I want to take you through the partaking of the Holy Communion. Praise God. Wow. I am honored that I see my brother, um, the servant of God, Reverend Kachingwe, um, has just tuned in. I, I am really humbled. And um, you see, this teaching of walking through the fog is so important because we have to keep walking. You see, the challenge is we have taken a moment and sat down in our problem. We have sat down in our pain. We have sat down in our discomfort. We have sat down in our negativity. We have sat down in our depression. And the moment we sit down, we cannot make it. But when we walk through the fog, when we walk through that challenge, when we walk toward Jesus, the moment we arrive where Christ is, the moment we touch Christ, he is able to remove whatever has been oppressing you. Hallelujah. So keep walking. Keep walking. It doesn't matter how thick the fog might appear. It doesn't matter how long this fog will appear. It doesn't matter how long it has been around you. It doesn't matter how long it has been in your family. But I want you to keep walking through the fog. Keep walking through the fog. Keep wiping your eyes. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep trusting Jesus. Keep reading the word. Keep listening to the servants of God. Keep doing what God is asking of you. And eventually, like the woman with the issue of blood, you are going to touch the attention of Jesus. And once you do that, I can assure you that your condition is going to stop. Praise God. Your condition is going to change. Your condition is going to get better. Hallelujah. Why? Because you have been walking through the fog toward Jesus. Now, 
Um, I, I want to lead you uh, in the Holy Communion so that we can um, do this together and then I'll close with a word of prayer. Now, I want you to open your Bibles from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Now, as you're doing that, let me once more ask you that if you can get a non-alcoholic beverage, just a little bit like that. And um, I want you to also have um, a piece of bread or a piece of a biscuit, just like that. And then what we are going to do is I'll lead you into the Holy Communion so that we can do this together. It's important because we are instructed of the Lord to do this as often as we can. Hallelujah. So open your Bibles from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. All right. So let's read verse 23. Verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Hallelujah. Verse number 27, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28, But let a man examine him, himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep or many die. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Now, I want us to do this together. Let's pray. All right. So I want you to take a moment. Just close your eyes where you are. Take a moment and repent. Take a moment and ask the Lord to forgive you. Take a moment and confess. Tell Jesus that I am sorry I have been doing this. I am sorry I have been doing that. Before I can partake in your body and your blood, may you clean me. May you forgive me. Hallelujah. So just close your eyes and pray that prayer with me. You don't have to speak out loud if you are with others. If you are alone, feel free. But if you are with other people, just close your eyes and speak in your heart. Pray in your heart and ask the Lord to wash you. Let's do it together for a moment. right let me pray father i pray for your people they have taken this moment my lord to ask for forgiveness they have taken that moment to pray lord that god you wash and you clean them they have taken that moment to say that god repair them they have taken that moment to say recondition them they have taken that moment to say fix them i ask that god as your servant may you indeed do it for them in the mighty name of jesus lord as they are then going to partake in the body and the blood they are ready oh god in jesus name i pray amen all right very good so again uh let's go back to 
let's go back to um, verse number 24. All right. So get hold of your piece, get hold of your bread, get hold of your piece of biscuit, whatever it is that you are having. And I want to read to you verse number 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Uh, um, and they said, take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let me pray. Father, as we are holding this biscuit or this bread, this symbolizes your body which you, you was broken for us. This symbolizes your body which was bruised for us. As your people partake, I pray that may this, my God, be a new beginning. Not only in their health, but a new beginning in their life. A new beginning in their family, a new beginning in their marriage, a new beginning over all they are going to do. I bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we can take the bread together. Let's eat. Verse 25. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me as you are holding that drink let me pray father as your sons and daughters are about to partake in the blood i pray that god some have got conditions in their body some have got things that are broken my lord but because of this blood i pray that may it cleanse and purify everything inside their body in the mighty name of jesus let it make their life clear let it make their path clear in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's partake the drink together. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I adore you. I thank you. You gave me a revelation not long ago to say that every tool that is used has to be repaired. Every tool that is used have to be reconditioned. And so your people are tools in your hands. As you are using them daily in their family, with their kids, in their business, in their place of work, in the ministry, they are getting damaged. As you are using them daily, my God, they need to be reconditioned. And so, my God, today you have reconditioned them. Today you have resharpened them. Today you have, Lord, recalibrated them. Today you have made them, my Father, to be functional properly once more. Today you have brought them to a state, a condition where they are ideal and ready to work again. I pray that, God, they are not going to sit, but they are going to keep acting. They are going to keep walking through the fog. I adore you, O oh God, that today you have reminded them that as they are walking through the storm, as they are walking through the valley, as they are walking through the problems, as they are walking through the challenges, they are walking towards you, Jesus. And as soon as they touch you, they are, your attention is going to be on them. Father, I say thank you. Right now, my Lord, as they go into the new week, as they look, my father, to complete what they had planned at the beginning of the year. Some are saying, Lord, it has not yet happened. Others are saying that Jehovah, they have not yet heard the answer. Others are still waiting for a miracle. 
I pray that whatever they desire, my Father, may you do it for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Anything that can hinder their progress, anything that can hinder their breakthrough, anything that can hinder their blessing, I remove it and I terminate it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I say thank you for your name is highly exalted. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's the message that I had to deliver to you that walking through the fog toward Master Jesus. <laughs> so um, thank you for the time that you have taken to listen, to watch. And um, I want to say to you that have a beautiful day, have a beautiful week, and be assured that your miracle, your breakthrough, your blessing is right at the door. Open the door, get hold of it, and celebrate. Enjoy. God lift you. And shalom.